Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 280. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road, Loves Tech Ball, Andy. Yep, it's a great sport, great curves table. Love that curve table. Yeah. Craftsmanship to make those tables. Uh, this is our entertainment podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast where I don't know if Andy's going to include that or not, but we uh, weren't paying attention and we were still recording as we looked up Tech Ball. You had to be there. All right, Andy. Um, Nintendo is doing animation. Yeah, so they bought uh, an animation studio, an existing animation studio, and uh, they're rebranding it to Nintendo Pictures. So um, why this is kind of notable is that there is a Super Mario movie coming out. Uh, I think it's supposed to come out at the end of this year, maybe early next year, uh, but it's being done by Illumination. There's the people who do like the Minions movies and shit. Um, so they partnered with a, a company to make a Nintendo movie, and maybe they loved making movies so much, they're like, well, let's just do it in-house, you know? So um, maybe we'll see more Nintendo type stuff. I mean, there's always a million streamers. You could sell some. So you might see a maybe you'll see a Legend of Zelda animated thing or uh, Kirby. Everyone loves Kirby. Uh, so, Metroid, so Nintendo owns those games. Do they own Pokemon? Uh, yes, but they only own 50 percent of it or something like that. So, yeah, there has been a lot of Pokemon movies and shit like that. Cartoons, but. Um, I think that's because it's like a partnership between all these different Japanese companies. You know, so I was there's in like line. the trading card company and all this shit. Yeah, you know? I I ran over another nail. I don't know if I talked about that on the podcast. Literally last month, I had to get a, a patch for a nail. Well, I did it again, different tire, um, on Monday, and I was in line at Costco where they took care of it. And thank God they were able to patch this one too. There was an adult man wearing a, a Pokemon shirt. Yeah, I, I just weird? didn't know what to think of it. Well, well, how would you feel if you went to like a Target and you saw a bunch of adult men waiting outside because the new Pokemon cards were being shipped in? How would that make you feel? It would be something like that. Is it failure to launch movie where he lives with his parents? I've never seen it, but yes, I think that's what it is. Uh, that would be the vibe I'd got. Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. And the I'd forty-year-old say, virgin. Yeah. Kind I'd say thing. a number of those people um, actually probably do pretty well for themselves. They just really like Pokemon. So um, Pokemon is still huge. And I think it's because it's still huge with a lot of people our age, people My even older. nephews were playing with the cards. They're, you know, yeah, seven years old. What I guess, I, yeah, that shows you it's, it's still being, and the actual physical cards, they weren't doing the, like my iPhones, I got I got an Uber yeah, following an NFT or this something. Charizard character. It's the only name I know. Yeah, the cards made a big comeback. I never thought that was going to come back. But like, you know, in this last like five years, everyone's trying to make money off of rarity of stuff. So um, Pokemon was like a perfect thing for that. That's what like all these Physical adult crypto. men. Yeah, all these adult men are going and buying card packs. And then like the target employees would be like, no, only one pack per person. And they're like, all right, we'll go to the other target then. And it's like, it's a crazy thing. Um, hmm. But that's happened with like, you know, shoes are incre- are crazy like that too. So I never, people, I don't think I ever got into any of that. I'll go nuts. No, I used I, to go nuts for like getting a brand new iPhone. I'd wait in line for a while, but they've really worked that out. But that's out. to use the iPhone. That is not yeah. because I'm going to put it in a case 
and it'll appreciate in 20 years. And, My sisters um, each had like a Barbie doll that they kept in the case. And yeah. they're like, this is going to be worth something. It's like, okay. I don't think they still have it. Yeah. Well, I still do have some old Pokemon cards from from way back when. I looked them up and yeah, some of them were like $9 you could sell on eBay. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah. I yeah. Go, I, uh, effort on that shit. I had the Sammy Sosa red beanie baby. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it was my idea on my own or if someone's like, hey, that's going to be worth a lot of money if you keep it. Hold on to it. I remember, like, I don't know, maybe you were, maybe we were on the pod talking about this or something, but I looked it up. I think it was worth like $11 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously don't have it anymore. I have no idea what happened to that kind of crap, but I remember sometimes that does, that stuff does pan out. You just don't even know. And you're like, 20 years later, oh, this toy is worth a lot. Why? (laughs) That's the question. Uh, But yeah, this is the story. Nintendo might be more involved in making content. You know, people love content. It's a thing. Yeah, look for uh, Nintendo Plus coming soon. Well, just they're going to be on Peacock, you know. You're going to get to see um, the Legend of Zelda animated series on Peacock. Oh, why? I don't know. I'm just naming a, one of them out there. Oh, um, I'm not, not necessarily. They have a partnership with them, but okay. Um, no, I don't need to because I definitely won't watch it, but someone will. Yeah. All right. Um, tell us about a live action Disney movie there. D- let me guess. Pocahontas. It is not. Uh, so remember how this was a huge thing. And it kind of seemed to like slow down, um, although I think there's a few on the way. But like three years ago, there was Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. I couldn't finish. Uh, just, they just kept going with these. Um, and it, you know, it's like, I think the pandemic stopped it. But um, I know there's like a, there's uh, Zemeckis' uh, Pinocchio, of course, coming out uh, pretty soon. Um, and be then the biggest like, thing of the year. There's that um, Little Mermaid who's black. So people like are pissed off or something like that. Um, there's that one. But there's a new one that just got announced this week that is a little weird to me. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. You know you know this one? Uh, what's the alien going to be? It's a little furry alien, dude. So how is this going to work in live action? Uh, maybe maybe I have an idea for this. So they already announced it's going to be directed by uh, a guy named Dean Fleischer Camp. And um, he recently directed a movie called uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And uh, I saw that movie this weekend. Wasn't that a short? It is a YouTube short and featuring some stop motion. And this new movie has stop motion within Uh live action. So I'm wondering if there's something like that. Um, But that's going to look any way they do it. It's going to look kind of awkward, I think. So um, I don't know if this is a great idea, but let's see. Um, I remember seeing that movie. Way back when, when it came out, I never saw it again. I don't know if that's a, a popular. I don't think I ever saw it. I don't think that's a popular Disney property, but it turns out every Disney property is actually like huge. So um, they all have their fans. So I was an old 12. I couldn't watch that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched like both of them. I would be watching The Matrix Reloaded and Lilo and Stitch <laughs> on the same you. day. Yeah. But all right, I, don't, well. I don't know why I watched that. But I mean, Disney movies are always they're always worthwhile i would say probably um, this is uh showing 2024 so yeah so that's just announced it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a long time to create that alien you know yeah may 10th 2024 yeah. Well, I, calendar now. I, I think it's hilarious whenever they do those dates 
They're like, what are you talking about? You can't stick to that fucking plan. What are you, crazy? I better. And then like, well, uh, they switch dates. And it's like, why do they have to switch dates? What, tattooed you're not, like, on his arm. It's not a physical like spot you occupy. Or it's like, well, we claimed it. So it's our date. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess, what would you say? May, May 10th, 2024? Yeah. All right. That's great. Keep an eye out. Yeah. All right. Well, I imagine uh, Adam Sandler's next Netflix project will be out well before that. You would think so. Um, Halloween too. Yeah, please. Uh, It is not very disappointing. Uh, The next project is called you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. And it is about a uh, crazy spoiled girls. Woman. Yeah. uh, Bat mitzvah starring the entire Sandler family. So his daughter will be playing, I guess the main character here, or maybe he'll be the main character. I don't know, but his wife's in it. All his kids are in it. And it's just like, wow, you, you've you reached a new level, Sandler. It's not enough that you get to go on vacation for free. And you're like, my whole family's in the fucking movie. Okay. They're just in the movie. That's my, that's my one condition. So. Yeah. Well, and Louis Guzman is uh, in his that's, family. That's great. You need other people in it. And I'm sure he'll be a whole lot of fun, but I don't know. I'll have to see more on this. Doesn't sound like uh, the thing I want to see, but uh, the Sandler Netflix partnership still going strong. looks like. He'll never make a movie in theaters again. He's just yeah. he's against it. He peaked with Hubie yeah. for uh, Netflix. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll expect like Schneider will make an appearance in this or something, right? He oh, he'd like, have to be. Yeah, maybe Alan Covert. Maybe the thing is catered by the uh, delivery guy from Big Daddy. That guy made another appearance in a movie, right? That character, I believe, had a cameo in something else. Uh, the Robert Schneider character. Yeah, he liked to bring people back. You know, like Ozzy or something like that. I don't even remember. But it was a good character. That's probably one of the better Rob Schneider characters there's ever been. So, oh, he's just called Delivery Guy. <laughs> <laughs> he testifies. Yeah, he always ordered a three piece of cheesecake. <laughs> or uh, Steve Buscemi as a homeless guy would be great. Yeah, sausage McMuffin. Well, I mean, he was uh, Crazy Eyes in um, yeah. Mr. Deeds, which was like basically the same character, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It just he had a well, no, he got arrested that one time. And he brings him a pizza like through the bars or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, someone's gonna watch it. Um, we might try it, but yeah, I don't. I never had a bat mitzvah, so I don't think it'll resonate, and I don't yeah. think it'll be very funny. Who knows? Maybe Louis Guzman is going to carry the thing. He's, he's the heavy. Capable. Yeah, he's capable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Tell us about Fear Street. This a new Goosebumps? Uh, yeah. So Arl Stein's Fear Street. Uh, there was a, a trilogy of movies last summer that I, I, I really enjoyed uh, the whole process that they oh, yes. released. I never them. watched any of them. Yeah. They're, they're good for Halloween. Um, they uh, really, I enjoyed them. And um Cool little release schedule of releasing one one a week, like a, like an episode. I think it really worked, telling the whole story there. Um, but there are some rumors that they uh, might be doing more. So there were there were a number of books in the Fear Street series that Arlstein wrote, and these were uh, intended to be more uh, adult than the Goosebumps series, meant for like fourteen year olds versus you know the eight year old target audience of a Goosebumps. Um, yeah, but this these rumors, um, where did they come from? Who is who's on the street talking about um, Netflix doing more of these? Uh, the man himself, 
has spoken. Uh, Arl Stein is the one saying they think he thinks they're going to do more of them. So um, it was a kind of a, a weird statement about, I don't know how much he uh, liked these new movies because uh, like I said, the books were aimed towards like 14 year old audience. Uh, the movies were R. That was it was cool to see that they were R. People get stabbed. There's blood and everything. They were very adult movies, which was a uh, nice. I mean, it, it starred teenagers, but you know that's a common thing for horror movies to have teenagers. And um, I'm all for just doing doing more of the shit. Just do everything. Arl Stein. Just keep it coming. Uh, all kinds of different flavors of it. So uh, hopefully this does happen. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep your. Yeah. Uh... We'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And he did say that the, the the Goosebump stuff is still happening, too. So don't worry. Very good. And he said the second movie is underrated. He's like, kids movies are usually bad, but those movies were good. So you should still you should watch the second one still. So, yeah. Cha. It's good to have him out there just promoting his shit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Rocky is trying to get re-promoted. Uh, Stallone wants the rights. Yeah, Stallone had a little bit of, bit of like a meltdown this weekend um, relating to Rocky and um, the producer behind Rocky that he worked with. Um, I guess Stallone didn't own any of the rights to Rocky, even though he wrote and directed the original movie and everything. Uh, the producer behind it, um, who he does not have a good relationship with, uh, actually owns the rights. He ended up like leaving a book review on this producer's son's son wrote a book and he's like this guy's the son of a, a terrible person and you shouldn't buy it or <laughs> just like weird shit but he kind of clarified that like how disappointed he is that he doesn't he doesn't own it like he's the he's the creator but he doesn't own it and um of course creed 3 is is still supposed to come out i think this year maybe but maybe not but it's already been filmed and everything he is not part of it at all yeah um, and he was saying how he was very critical of Creed 2 and his role in there that he said they cut a ton of the stuff that he was uh, that he did um, a lot Scheduled of November 23rd. OK, so he had a lot of um, a lot more scenes with Drago kind of like going back and forth with him and how that meant a lot. And they just said the producer came and cut it and he had no stolen had no say in it. He was literally just an, an actor in this case in the movie. And it's like, well, we'll yeah, these these scenes were there. They're not going to be in the movie, and he was very uh, disappointed. I thought that movie ended well for him. It, it, it was if you if you haven't seen it, I thought it was a nice little end point for the, the character of Rocky. And it's like, oh, okay, they could still make Creed movies, and he doesn't have to be in it because it's not about him anymore. Um, but yeah, it's sad to see that he is still so upset about this. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's you just, might not own it, but it is yours. No one's ever going to give credit to this producer unless you know unless like 50 years from now a streaming service makes a, a whole movie about how the producer is actually the real genius behind yeah. the film yeah as long as he doesn't do a uh, home improvement and pull it from being streamed ever yeah well it sounds like he doesn't have the rights to that so this uh producer does so that's what i mean yeah all right i'll pour up poor stallone yep uh, Rob Zombie's Munsters is uh, we have a trailer and a, a new streaming uh, destination. Yeah. So this movie was originally going to Peacock. I'm like, oh, Rob Zombie is doing this movie for Universal. It'll be on Peacock by Halloween. Um, weird idea to do the Munsters. Uh, they put out a trailer last week and it looks weird. 
What would it looks, you expect? It looks very cheap. And it's like, well, yeah, that's intentional because he's like having fun with this kind of silly um, 1960s sitcom premise. Uh, it's not black and white. It's in colors, which makes I think that look even far stranger. I don't know what this is going to be, but they just said, okay, it's actually going to Netflix now. So I don't know if they just did a quick dump. Uh, we'll sell it to you for half a million or something. Netflix always is, is buying, it seems like. So um, I think that's coming pretty soon. I think it'll be out in September, even before October. So, Well, yeah, you don't want this um, to come out in November. No one will watch it. Yeah, of course. You do want to get it out before Halloween because there's people like you will just come flat out reject it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to see what people are saying about this when it comes out because uh, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I mean, Rom Zombie's film career is... Uh, I'd say hit or miss, but very, very much a miss. And it's more about special effects and gross special effects than and, than anything. And that this Monsters is is a sitcom. So um, very different style for him. Yeah. Well, he loves Halloween. So Well, he loves the Monsters. Like one of, his, one of his biggest songs is named after the Monsters. So um, he's just a big fan. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Heat 2 with Michael Mann? Yeah. So uh, Michael Mann wrote a novel about uh, a sequel to Heat. Um, I think that's due out this year. It's already done and everything. And I think it's supposed to be like before and after when things like, okay, we're going to we're going to do uh, the 21 year old version of Robert De Niro. But also we're going to show um, you know what happened to these characters afterwards. So um, that seems pretty clearly like, okay, he wanted to tell more of the story, but that has to be a novel. Um, but in an interview, he said, no, I'd like to make this into a movie when, when the time comes. But uh, how do you do that? How do you, how do you replace these uh, iconic actors? You're not going to, you're not going to de-age Robert De Niro. That didn't work out that well uh, before. Uh, Val Kilmer was a huge part of that movie. He's not going to be able to act sadly, like tragically. Um, and Pacino, what is, what is Pacino going to do? Um, so I don't think you're going to get that cast back for that movie. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what that is in it. And if it's taken place over different timelines, uh, yeah, it, it's not, it's not the only time someone's trying to make a prequel. So um, it's not unheard of, but yeah. yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, maybe they'll, it'll just be all around John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> John Voight's still alive. He's he's still alive. He's still he looks the there. exact same. Well, and he always looked old. Yeah, but he's got to be actually old now. Oh, 83. Sure. 83, Yeah, yeah. So to figure it out. They could bring in that yeah. guy from the offer to play Al Pacino. He looked just like well, <laughs> Pacino. Said something about he wants um, Timothy Chalamet to play him at some point. It's like okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Michael Mann's old himself, so we'll we'll see. I mean, he's he's coming back. He's doing more things. It's great. I'm excited for Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, doing the Ferrari thing, but um, we'll see if Heat Two ever really happens. But, yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. you know, Gladiator Two. Yeah. Okay, um, we're gonna get into what we watched, but before we do, Andy, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. And that promo code, by the way, is going to give you 65% off said dog leash. 
head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. Um, as I mentioned to you in pre-production, I am doing the best uh, 10 things I've watched this year thus far. This uh, was a quick list of things that encompass shows and movies and uh, old and new. And uh, I don't keep the same records as you. I just went through my notes and just picked uh, you know a few here, picked a few there, and uh, put 10 together. One of them is a new thing I just watched Ooh, this weekend. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's so uh, how many things do you have? I've got four. All right. So you, want me, you want me to go do, about this? You want me to do two here and then uh, you can do your list? Sure. Uh, so the first thing I watched, uh, new show on HBO, The Rehearsal, uh, Nathan Fielder's new uh, craziness here. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Nathan Fielder's previous show, Nathan For You. Uh, maybe the funniest show I've ever seen. That maybe, maybe the hardest I've ever laughed. You're his biggest um, fan. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of big fans. I don't know if I'd say biggest. Um, I just don't know them all out there. Uh, but this is a, a logical progression of where Nathan For You was going. The final episode of Nathan For You just completely did something different than than that premise and was 90-minute basically documentary. <laughs> that was very... Weird, but awesome. So this is kind of like he wanted to do something different. So so Nathan, for you, was the idea was like a fake reality show of him helping real businesses out. And he's pitching to them, oh, I'll do this idea. And he usually escalates it into something crazy. And it's real people reacting to it. So it's a, it's a great little premise. Uh, the rehearsal is similar, but a little different with um, rather than helping businesses out with the business idea, he is helping people out. Uh, by giving an opportunity to rehearse uh, in an uncomfortable situation they may find themselves in. So using his uh, resources to help them out. So the, the first episode here, there's only been one episode out, um, features a, a person who has been lying to his friend group for the last 10 years about something. And he wants to come clean, but he's nervous about one of the friend's reaction could go bad and he doesn't want to lose this friend group. So Nathan helps him uh, rehearse him coming clean uh, by recreating like every uh, scenario that that could happen. He completely recreates the bar that he's going to be doing in this and the bar that they uh, the friend group meets and they do uh, trivia together usually. Completely re- recreates it down to the last detail uh, and then just runs through uh, what will happen. What if I what if you get uh, a, a cocktail? Is she going to see that as flirting with her? And you don't want that because you're just trying to be honest. And it's just all kinds of different crazy things are going through. Um, and it's just, it's, it, it's wild. And, and so Nathan Fielder's always playing a character in these, these shows where he's just, um, and that character comes through and kind of like, he's kind of neurotic and crazy himself. And that's why he always escalates the ideas. So he's like in this one, he's obsessive about getting all the right details and everything going right. Um, which is really like a look into who this character is. So uh, just very, very strange and interesting and hilarious. So I'm very happy that this exists, that HBO has given him the money to do this. This seems like it's been going on for a long time because um, there's some details in this episode that showed that this was filmed in 2019. Like, Oh, wow. Not just pre-pandemic, but like 
multiple months pre-pandemic. So um, been making it all these years, probably in real life, obsessing over the edit of the show before putting it out. So he's like, you know, art imitating life in this case or the opposite. Um, yeah. So a, a fascinating project. I think it's only going to be six episodes. So uh, already a, f- a six through the, through the whole thing. But Whoa. Happy it's, it's here and it's real. Well, pretty exciting for you. Yep. What else you got? Uh, yeah. The next thing here is a movie I, I saw in theaters. Um, it was a very small release, but still was, was there at my local theater. Uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which I referenced earlier before. Uh, it is based on a, a series of YouTube shorts that were done uh, over 10 years ago. So it's about a little stop motion shell uh, that has shoes and talks. And it's uh, voiced by uh, Jenny Slate. And uh, so it was Slate and uh, Dean Fleischer Camp, who were like the creators of this thing, and they both the creatives behind this movie. Uh, this is A24's first kids movie, if you want to call it that. So it is a, I believe, a PG movie uh, done by A24. Usually their stuff is like for like adults, and they're usually involved like weird shit happening, you know, where um, this is much more uh, family friendly. Although I don't know how much kids would uh, love this because it still has uh, a 24 pacing. There's not like minions making funny voices the entire time. Um, it is a real movie that's trying to make sense and tell a story. And it's a, uh, it's very well done. I was very excited to see that the, uh, the stop motion was um, done by the Chiodo brothers uh, company. So those are the, uh, the guys behind killer clowns. So for forever oh, favorite. Yeah, but they they're they're basically have always been doing this kind of stuff in Hollywood for for forty years now. Uh, they do stop motion and that kind of stuff. Um, they famously did the uh, in Elf that little stop motion section. That was one of their more famous things. But so they they must have done a lot of the little shells in this movie. But, um, although I said it's a PG thing, it does touch on a lot of adult themes about uh, getting older and family and i mean the premises are is we're actually him marcel is a is a male despite jenny slade doing the voice but that's common for cartoons um the whole family of shells uh goes missing and Whoa. aside from his grandmother and he has to uh he wants to find them and uh he's living in this house and this guy who's a uh, a filmmaker moves in he rents the place and he decides to uh make a documentary about Marcel trying to find his family and um, yeah, gets into some real, real shit. So again, this is a movie that adults would enjoy. I don't think why well, say it, it's a kid's movie. Not really. I don't think if you took a seven year old to this, they'd have a whole lot of fun. Um, but maybe an 11 year old would get something out of it, mm-hmm. but it, it's good. It's really well done. And it's only 90 minutes. So All right. I'm very happy with this. You wear shoes. I do. Yeah. All right. You ready for my list? Yeah. All right. So again, in no particular order, uh, we're going to go with Yellowstone. Just one of the greatest shows uh, sweeping the nation. Season five will be out this November, I believe. So uh, I believe that's the final season, if uh, I'm thinking correctly. And uh, yeah, this blew my mind. And we 
might watch it again before that time is up. It's just wonderful. Um, it's a double-edged sword, though, because I don't know if you know this, but California is full of people and Montana is not. And uh, I think allowing people to understand what Montana is is bad because it's amazing. It's a nice, natural beauty place. Uh, and so I worry that we're going to ruin that place because of this show. But they do have winter, and we freak out when there's a drop of water on your car. So it would just be people there in the summer, and then they hit the bricks. So it wouldn't be a full-time thing because, again, Californians are heaping babies. Uh, but wonderful show. Uh, next up, I bought this. I had a hard time figuring out how I was going to go about it. Ended up buying it on sale, and uh, it was worthwhile. No Time to Die. Wonderful Bond movie. Next up is a, a quiet little thing that came out on Amazon a few months ago. Reacher. Not the uh, Tom Cruise ones. This is the, sh uh, the show that took a, a gigantic mountain of a man, added a couple inches to his actual size uh, for the show, and uh, you know, he's investigating a murder uh, in there. And I believe they're doing a season two of it. It was fun, and uh, it's just a, a good character. Next up, no surprise, you may have already guessed, Andy, 1883. Yellowstone uh, origin story kind of thing. Sam Elliott. Yeah, it's just wonderful. We don't know how hard life used to be, and uh, you can learn a thing or two watching this. Um, I, I watched, uh, or I saw my dad watching this show like a couple times. Did he cry? It was just brutal. Like every every yeah. every 10 seconds, it's just like people were getting murdered. It's like, oh, well, this is depressing. That's how it was. Uh, yeah. Life was hard, and it's not really anymore. Uh, next, Dope Sick. Michael Keaton steals the show along with uh, Eve Baxter. Wonderful uh, series. Makes you really hate uh, Purdue Pharma. And, um, oh, I can always think of this asshole's name. What's his name? The, the Sackler family? Yes, the Sacklers. Yeah, it's a great name. Shit. Yeah. I believe they reside, uh, he does, uh, in like Houston now. So if you're near there and uh, you're one of those people that like to protest, go find this guy's house. Uh, next, a lot of fun, streaming in multiple places at the time, uh, Free Guy. I'm not a video game guy. I played Call of Duty. I don't like other video games. I don't get it. Uh, but this one was fun. And... Uh, self-aware and it knew what its job was and i think the execution was very well done i did know probably back then and i will again taika waititi unnecessary terrible villain uh his part wasn't good i like the guy a lot i think they did that very poorly maybe it was for kids i don't know but uh other than that it was a lot of fun i think he wore like a duster or something yes he, was, he did and yeah. it was just bad i don't know it was stupid. a lot of people think it's bad yeah, it was poorly written and just like over-exaggerated in a really dumb way. I don't know. Uh, next, this one is from downtown. Uh, we recently learned on the pod that uh, Michael Douglas is doing a, uh, a series for Apple TV where he's going to play Benjamin Franklin, I believe. So I went and watched from the same guy who's making that, John Adams, starring Paul Giamatti. Phenomenal. Absolutely wonderful. It's an old show, I think, from like 2004, but it's on HBO. It's still there, obviously. Terrific. You could learn a thing about uh, this country because he's one of the founding fathers. A lot of people don't even know this guy's name, probably. 
wonderful. And again, he's on the nickel or something, right? He's on some sort of currency, but yeah. who has money anymore? Everything's on a card. Uh, what was I going to say, Andy? You ruined my room. I'm sorry. My I'm very sorry. Uh, Paul Giamatti. And oh, again, life is hard. This was a couple hundred years ago. After 18 or before 1883, rather. Uh, life's hard. It's tough. All right. Getting uh, towards the end here. This is going to come as no surprise, Andy. Top Gun 2. Just top notch. I've seen it twice in theaters. And uh, this is the kind of movie whenever it's on Paramount and I have Paramount, I'll flip over. Turn it on. Why not? Okay. Ghostbusters, the latest one. I watched this at the beginning of our stars, you know, promo uh, price. It's fun. Good music. Good times. Kids stuff. I like the nostalgia of it. Again, didn't need to be more than it was. And it was fun. Very good tribute to Harold Ramis. And closing it out, another Stars property. I've been waiting a year for this, probably. <sighs> Finally on Stars. Spider-Man, Into the Universe, or whatever it's called. Uh, no wonderful. Way no Way Home. No Way Home. Is it? Yeah, the Universe 1 is a different one. Oh. Okay, well, that one. Um, I'm very happy that it wasn't just, like, here's seven seconds of Tobey Maguire. They knew what we wanted. They gave exactly what we asked for. You got a whole bunch of Willem Dafoe. He's, I mean, he's the best. Come on. Dr. Octavius. Unbelievable. Um, no one really remembered the uh, Andrew, Mc, what's his name? Garfield. Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man or the villains. Uh, the Sandman and the electricity guy. Yeah. Didn't so, remember that at all. So Jamie Foxx in that movie was terrible. In the, in the original, like Andrew Garfield one. Uh-huh. Cause he was like a nerd and it was a terrible performance in this movie. They're like, just be Jamie Foxx. Like Jamie Foxx is a fun guy. He was halfway works. the guy in horrible bosses. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he got a scree over. Um, so we're both, he only made one Spider-Man, right? Andrew Garfield. No, they did two. Okay. So one of those villains per movie. Yeah. The, All um, right. the lizard was the first villain. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. another question. Who the hell was that? Yeah. Okay, and so the other two were in the second movie. So the the um, Jamie Foxx was in the second one. Sand, Sandman's in the in Spider Man Three, the Tobey Maguire movie. Oh, you don't remember? Him? Oh, well, that one's a forgotten one too. That's where he goes emo. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so I forgot a lot about those. Um, but yeah, it was terrific. Um, I thought at the end of it. The characters all died, but I guess they didn't. Yeah, I don't, who knows? He's sending them back to their timeline or something. Because I liked that, and that was uh, something I was thinking about. Like, he's like, oh, oh they, 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 they want to be different. They want to be better. And then, no, they don't. They want to go back to killing and pillaging and being ghouls. And then he has to kill them. But, I think he still sends them back to the timeline, which makes the other the Spider-Man in that timeline kill them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But it, nonetheless, they're they're back to dead because if they're dead mm-hmm. in their in their universe, they're dead. Yeah. So uh it was fun, it was good. Um Spider Man's fun. So, yeah, yeah, people like Spider Man, it, it turns out. Uh made uh, oh, I have a question. dollars. Was Jake why is JK Simmons in the whole thing? So that's that's not like the J- Jameson from the Tobey Maguire movies, it's a different one. So 
Uh, that, that was kind of a waste. He I didn't more. know what that was supposed to be. I thought he's not the same he, Jameson, but he is Jameson. But he's like a different version. Okay, that that's unnecessary. That yeah. could have been much better because he's fun. But he's like, I'm not putting on a wig. I, I'm a bald guy. So fuck you guys. I'm a bald guy. I'm just going to be a bald guy in this movie. And like, oh. I did whiplash. Yeah. yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he's got an intensity to him. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I really enjoyed it. All right, was that right. Uh, closing out the top 10 there? That was it. That was the 10. Again, in no particular order, all the good things I've watched this year. Okay. Well, I'm going to close out here with my last two. Uh, the, the first thing is a Kevin Costner thing. So if you're going to go something. Nice. Uh, watch The Untouchables on HBO. Very uh, good. Classic movie uh, about uh, a team trying to take down Al Capone. Uh, Elliot Ness. Yeah. Yes. The team features uh, an accountant, which is great to see. I think they were a little disrespectful of the accountant, though. Oh, boy. Um, had some problems with her. But, yeah, really, really fun cast. Um, Sean Connery, of course, and uh, young Andy Garcia and De Niro as Capone. Great stuff. Um, yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> uh, I'd seen it before, but it's like probably not in more than 10 years, definitely. Uh, there's a nice part that takes place maybe in Montana along the Canadian border in the West where they got to yeah. ride horses. So Over that Kevin bridge, Costner right? was like, yeah, he's like, this is my shit. I'm just going to do this instead forever. So yeah, maybe that was where he discovered his love yeah. for uh, the country. Yeah. Cause I mean, as we all know, he's a Southern California boy. So Villa park native. Yeah. Why he's obsessed with the West. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's there on HBO. Um, then the last thing here is uh, Pixar is turning red. So uh, this was went straight to Disney Plus uh, earlier this year. A lot of people were upset that they just dumped this movie on Disney Plus rather than put it in theaters. Uh, but there was, I guess, still coronavirus or something. Um, it's good. It's different. Pixar movies are usually about, you know, like talking animals or talking monsters or talking cars or talking fish. Um, or talking emotions, talking souls. It's it's really just humans talking to humans. Um, so that's what is a little different for Pixar, I would say. Um, there was a, a magic element. Um, the premise here is that um, it's a teenage girl and going through puberty, and she turns into a red panda when she cannot control her emotions. So. Um, interesting premise and she has to you know deal with um not becoming a red panda but also do people like the red panda so a lot of metaphors for aging and that kind of stuff um but yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't talking fish or anything so it was a much more human story than a lot of their movies and had some I don't know how to describe it weirder weirder things to it that I liked that that was different than their formula uh, but I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Pixar ones um, of the of the ones I've watched recently. Um, I don't know where it rank. I don't. I think it's like Lightyear is a much more uh, straightforward Pixar movie. I would say. Um, oh, that's another thing. They did confirm that is coming to Disney Plus on August third. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sticking. They're sticking to it and putting their things on Disney Plus quick. Um, but yeah, I think for for Pixar fans, uh, you got to watch all of them. So they're all always good in a way. They're always well made. They always have a 
something to say. And, you know, this is no different. Um, so I like that they did something really different. But I also can't think this is going to be huge with kids, you know, like Finding Nemo or Toy Story is. So, um, Although maybe that panda, people like that panda. Because you can see that's a good stuffed animal right away. Probably. Yeah. It's no baby Yoda. No, it's definitely not on that scale of merchandise. Um, that was another story I saw. <laughs> Joe Dante hates Baby Yoda. Um, he's the creator of Gremlins. Uh, he's just like, you ripped me off. So, Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is kind of a ripoff of something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so Turning Red, pretty good because it's Pixar quality, but not life-changing to me. Um, but if it's life-changing to some people, uh, especially it's, um, you know, about an Asian American or actually an Asian Canadian. We were talking about Toronto wow. earlier and it's a set in Toronto. Um, so I think more people, different people would uh, get more out of it. Um, probably girls. Okay. Doesn't mean it's not worth seeing, but. I don't think I'll yeah. have the time. Yeah, I don't think it's meant for you, but. I've given my thoughts on it. Alrighty. Anything else to add? Uh, No, that is it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 280 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Uh, Yeah, I almost forgot. I was still here. (laughs) See you later.